insane. That's one of those Canadian truckers after serving in their military and talking about their freedom and trying to take their freedom back. And their prime minister that he was just talking about says, those guys are trying to take away the democracy. They're derailing Canadian democracy. <laughs> well, we got a lot of trucker stuff to talk about today, so you truckers hang in there. And I've said it for years, you know. Truckers are the backbone of the U.S. economy. Without the truckers, we don't have an economy in the United States. And if the truckers here ever decided we're not delivering the stuff anymore, it's over. We're done. I mean, look at what's going on with the supply chain now and how things are. And if that stuff, what little of it remains on the shelves, doesn't get there and a truck has to take it there, then the economy's over. And um, and the guys in, in Ottawa, eh, they know that. And they're doing a great thing for their country. They're doing a great thing for the people. They are dumping tea in the harbor right now. Now, I, I, you know, we all hope it doesn't come to guns, right? That's that's what we all pray, that it doesn't come to that. But they're dumping tea in the harbor right now. They've had it. They've, they've Enough of this. And that's going on here in America, too, with masks in America. So the show this morning is going to be a little bit odd. we got a ton of different things to talk about, but there's a lot to say on the mask issue today, and there's a lot to say on the trucker issue today. And we're going to go through all that, break it all down, talk about it, blah, 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 go back and forth. All the while, be taking your calls, 210-599-5555. If you have anything interesting that you want to contribute this morning, feel free, as always, 210-599-5555. Morning, Don. Morning, Chris. Morning, Elaine. 210-599-5555. Let's uh, start with the top of the local stuff here, and it's not a shooting on the west side. You know, (laughs) you could do those stories all day long. The top of the local here is the judge awarding survivors of Sutherland Springs $230 million. It's what the captain started with this morning, and, uh, and it is the big story. Uh, Devin Kelly tied his wife up that day a few years ago, drove to Sutherland Springs, and uh, shot and killed 26 people in the First Baptist Church there and wounded 20 others before Stephen Williford, who called me last night to talk about this, uh, stepped outside of his house in his undershorts, shot Devin Kelly, and Devin Kelly then got into a car and took off, and uh, Stephen Williford gave chase, and uh, Devin Kelly crashed his car over there on 539 and uh, and then shot himself in the head. He was going to die anyway, as he told his dad while he was on the phone, I'm bleeding out, I'm bleeding out. Problem with all this was, to shorten the story, Devin Kelly had beat on his wife, had beat on his child, had, had been banned from an Air Force base over in uh, New Mexico and other places as well. And the Air Force knew about him. They knew that he was a hothead. They knew he was a danger to everybody around him and ultimately to himself. And that proved to be true. And the Air Force knew it. And they did not report it to the national database, which would have prevented him from buying the weapon which he then used to kill 26 people at the First Baptist Church. Had the Air Force done what they were obligated by law to do, says the judge, Xavier uh, Rodriguez, had they done that, then Sutherland Springs probably, more than likely, almost assuredly, would have never, ever have happened. And those 26 souls would be alive today, and the 20 others wouldn't be ripped apart by two, two, three rounds out of that AR. So, 
They get $230 million. It's divvied up in a lot of different ways, which I won't go into because it's lengthy and all that, but $230 million was the award the government owes that to the people of Sutherland Springs and good. 230 almost seems a little shy of what it should be. I think you ought to get up around the billion range, but that's okay, $230 million. Daniel, you're on KTSA. Go right ahead. Yes, I wanted to let you know the bad news. Gas is 310 a gallon already. Is it really? 310 a gallon. Yeah. Where, where are you at? And I'm over here on Austin Highway and uh, Loop 410. Okay. All right. Well, thank and probably, you. And probably by springtime, it'll be $10 a gallon. <laughs> well, you know, it might. I hope you're wrong, but it might. No. Um, the experts in that business, Daniel, say we're, we're skyrocketing toward at least $5 a gallon. But we'll see what happens between now and uh, and the summertime. The summertime is when it really shoots up because they have to go to those blends and everything. Okay, we got a lot to say about masks today. You know, Stacey Abrams, we talked about this yesterday, and I had a caller who called up and said, well, whatever the elected officials tell us to do, that's what we have to do. And that's not how our system of government works, right? They have to pass the law. The president has to sign it. But people have been taught by folks in school that, yes, the president's a dictator and he can do whatever he wants to do. And, folks, that's not it. That We, we live in a constitutional republic. So, anyway, um, we talked about uh, Stacey Abrams going to the school uh, over the weekend for Black History Month, she now says, right? And she made all the kids make sure they had their mask on. She didn't have hers on. And she sat and took a picture with the kids. And so, somebody called and said, well, she was reading to the class, and that's why she didn't have the mask on. Well, I've done some more digging. That's a spurious claim, by the way. She was there to talk about um, uh, Black History Month, apparently, but more more like there to talk about her campaign to be governor. That was the main purpose for her going. Um, she had a book, or, or, or it's been reported that she had a book. I can't find that evidence that she actually had. I've seen the stories that say she had a book or she was talking about a book or whatever, but I can't find the evidence anywhere, photographic evidence or others. She's sitting there looking at the camera with all these masked up kids around her. But, now, you know, it's Mox Nicks at this point because she said, which means it's kind of meaningless. It's a moot point at this, at this point because, as the campaign said, it's shameful that our opponents are using Black History Month reading event for Georgia children as the impetus for a false political attack. There's nothing false about this. Stacey Abrams is one of the many Democrats who has decided, you have to wear a mask, but I don't. Now. That's changing. You lefties who love to control everybody else with mandates, the gig's up, baby doll. The gig is up. We're moving on. And so now the White House said yesterday they still back the school mask mandates, citing data and science. Jen Psyche says uh, the guidance is very clear. We recommend masking in schools. Well, guess what? There are a bunch of schools that are going to start demasking. Now, we'll get into this some more as the morning rolls forward, but I mentioned this to you last week and the week before, and I've been talking about this for quite some time. I think that Joe Biden probably during the State of the Union at the beginning of March is going to declare that he beat COVID and it's over. You may now take your mask off. And I think the schools that are doing this, these blue schools in these blue states, that are just they're just setting that up they're aligning this and getting it ready so that joe biden can announce that during the state of the union claim credit for beating COVID, and he's done no such thing he his his strategy for beating COVID, as we well know 
was wear a mask and get vaccinated. That was it. He had no other strategy, no other plan to beat COVID. But he's not talking about it anymore. He's not He's not doing anything to advance the cause because why? Because it's over, guys. <laughs> it's, it's all done. Well, the mask part of it anyway is all done, and we're going to talk about that. Take your calls. At 210-599-5555. Coming up, Trey Ware, KTS. Um, not just for seniors and not just for adults, but also for children. Well, yeah, Claire McCaskill would think that because she wants you to be controlled from here on out. Every aspect of your life. But there's a big pushback coming on. 522 now. 210-599-5555. Trey Ware, KTSA. Here's an interesting one for you. Barack Obama caught maskless as he oversees the construction of his multi-million dollar mansion really really yeah (laughs) he's building a multi-million dollar mansion in hawaii the workers all around him are wearing their face coverings barack obama standing there in the middle of all of them do this do that do this i don't want that i don't want this 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 that that. do this do this do that hey people people yeah exactly that's not the story however I mean, you know, we're talking about mask, and the mask thing is the top story, and everybody's talking about mask right now, and I have a new study out here about kids and the school districts in blue states that are dropping the mask. I've got all that for you, and we're going to get into that. But you know the real story about Barack Obama building a multi-million dollar mansion in Hawaii? He owns one in Martha's Vineyard, too. It's $12 million, Martha's Vineyard. This one is like $17 million. Guy's doing okay, apparently. That's what happens when you're president and he can get on a take pretty easily. But that's still not the story either. I'm not even suggesting follow the money because there are plenty of people that give him money just because of who he is. No, the story out of all this is, what's the dude doing building all these multi-million dollar mansions right next to water? When he has said over and over again, the number one issue that we face as a country and a planet is climate change, which is causing the seas to rise. And if the seas are rising, why are you building a, why do you have a $12 million mansion on the waterfront at Martha's Vineyard? And why are you building a $17.5 million mansion on the waterfront, beachfront of Hawaii? I mean, wouldn't you want to build in, like, Kansas? (laughs) St. Louis? Why are you building on the water, Barack? If, If what you say about climate change is real and the waters are rising, waters are rising, if that's true, why are you building on the water, dude? Why? Why? Well, we know the answer to that. That's what you call a rhetorical question. We know that he knows he's full of crap. <laughs> and the water is not rising according to him, you know, according to, uh, to, to science. He's just full of crap. He wants you to live a certain way, but he's not going to live that way. Same thing is true with the mask. So what we have found out in studies now with children and mask, kids have developed incessant coughs having to wear a mask all day they fear that they are going to make others sick they come home and mom says you could take the mask off now sweetie and sweetie says i'm gonna make you sick mom if i take it off 
I'm going to make daddy sick. I'm going to make my dog sick. These are actual things that children have said about the mask. They feel trapped. They feel isolated, lost in their own world. Many are in therapy. Now, there's a landmark study that's been done by York University in the UK. was released yesterday, revealing that masks are making it difficult also for children to recognize faces and in turn affect their ability to socialize and make friends. I don't know how long you've been listening, but this is something that I've hammered home over and over again. And I've tried to make it as easy to understand as possible. But a little baby doesn't know that the woman holding her is mama. The little baby can't understand mama, daddy, and all that kind of stuff. But the little baby looks at that face and sees a welcoming face that is what? Cuckooing. You know, I love you, little one. You're such a cute little baby. All the things that we say to little tiny babies. That's how a baby learns to what? Trust that individual. Looking at that individual's face. How many times have you smiled at a baby and the baby will do what? Smile right back. But if the baby can't see your face, the baby can't trust you and the baby can't smile. So this, I've said that a million times since this whole thing began. Get these masks off these kids. Take them off these kids. They don't, the masks do not do any good for children. Take them off these kids. If you're an old fart, and I can say that because we know a few if you're an old fart, wear, <laughs> wear a mask if you want to. If you're compromised, wear a mask, right? But if you're a little baby and a kid in school, it does no good. So that's what this York University study. It goes on to say they can never see their friends smile. They can never see their friends frown. They're not developing empathy. It's taken six months for a fifth grader to make friends because it's so hard to tell what people are doing. They're in the classroom. The desire to participate in discussion is all stifled now. This is all from the report. It's uncomfortable to speak with a mask on. You have to constantly repeat what you're saying, and other students can't hear you, and you can't hear them. So the York University researchers studied the psychological impacts on these stu students and found that it's more difficult for children to recognize faces even for, than it is for adults. Impairing a child's ability to navigate through social interactions with their peers and teachers and could lead to issues forming important uh, relationships. And also, the report says, given the importance of faces to social interactions, this is something we need to pay attention to. While previous research has found that mask wearing can hinder facial recognition in adults, this is the first time it's been studied in children. And the lead author says faces are among the most important visual stimuli. That's how we learn who people are and if we can trust them. It's their faces. We read their faces. And when do we learn to do that? Not when we're 35 and 40 years old. We learn to read their faces when we're a baby, when you're three, when you're five. You could tell when dad was pissed. I mean, mad. You could tell without him saying a word. You could tell when mom was disappointed without her saying a word. You can tell when your daughter's sad about a boyfriend who gave her a bunch of crap at school without her saying a word. Why? Because we are creatures that read each other's faces. Now, these government control freaks, they know that. They're very clear 
on how we read faces, and that's why they did this to us. It's time for it to end. Time, In my view, it's time for it to end for all of us. Now, you can do what you want. It's America, and you can wear 27 faces, and as we found out yesterday, you can put pantyhose over your face and feel really secure. If that makes you feel better, and if it makes you feel safer, go right ahead. Put as many on as you want. That's what America is all about. But let's not be forcing it on anybody from here on out, much less our children. John, fire away quickly before the bottom of the hour break. Please go right ahead. Well, all of these things uh, that, that have detrimental effects, uh, just we've been dodging them, and, and, but people have caused it. And nobody has been held responsible. On the left, nobody. We're still waiting for the Durham report. Uh, Benghazi, the weaponization of the IRS under Obama. These people need to be marked, tagged, and uh, go through the court system. Okay. Thank you, John. 210-599-5555. Back. Hey, this is Sean Rima. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. We are looking at what we could do to help compensate for loss of, immediate loss of gas uh, in Europe if it occurs. And uh, that's what we've been working on for some time now. Numb nuts. What? Too high to get over. What's the matter? What are you doing? What's, what's the problem? Uh, no, nothing. Okay. Well, you had your head down. Well, you, you make me laugh sometimes. Buried in your hands. Yeah. You were, I don't know. Are, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, all right. Yeah. Just got to check. You know. <laughs> it, you just, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's just funny. That's all. <laughs> you know. I'll get back to numb nuts in a second. Now, <laughs> well, you know, I'd rather you wouldn't. Yeah. Well. Sometimes. Oh, the, oh, the president. Oh. That okay. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so Debbie just talked about a wreck at I-37 and I-10. Oh, guess where that is. Hey. Yeah. So I was thinking, and then I had to retract my thought for a second. I thought I could take you to Little Red Barn because it's right there. That, hey, today, let's go. That sounds like a good Beautiful sunshine. Yep. The wreck will be gone by then. I'm going to grab Morgan, and we're going to go to Little Red Barn. Ain't got no vegan food over there, buddy. No. They ain't got no kale. Nope. They don't give no kale. The salad that you get with your steak. Well, that's yeah. true. You could give me your salad. A little Roquefort dressing. There's no meat in that. Nope. Okay. You get a baked potato. Well. You know, I'm sure they have some vegetable for a side dish. No bacon bits <laughs> on the baked potato. No, yeah, no bacon bits. It's... They've got corn. <laughs> yep. I mean, come on. Got corn. Of course, we would boil it in some, you know, some bacon grease. But dang, yeah, baby, they have, they have napkins. Yeah, that's right. You can <laughs> they, eat the utensils. Yeah, there, there are some places where that's the best option. You can so. lick my fork. <laughs> so anyway, well, they, you know, hey, I don't know you well enough for that, but whatever. <laughs> we would have to go out a few times, yeah. but you know, I, I've been going there since I, the day I was born. Uh, right. just I've, I've been there place. before. Yeah, have uh, you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, went there with Georgia a while back. And, well, that's a cow eater right there. That girl put yeah, down yeah, the beef. Sure. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I, uh, we, we, we should go. I haven't been in a long time because Nancy doesn't like going over there. She's just not a big fan, and she's not a big fan of beef anyway. You know, she's more of a chicken, yeah, type girl. Right. But uh, so, if you want to go, we can run over there. Maybe that wreck will be gone by then. Perhaps. Yeah. Shut down for now. Well, you'll have to. I don't. I can't leave till you know. 
quarter to 12, so you'll have to go save us a table. Well, I'll go get a nap first, and then I'll go save <laughs> us a table. Are y'all stock, do, do y'all stock up on stuff? No. Not, not really? really? No. Okay. Well, no. I got a report here from the it's, Wall Street. It's just the two of us, so we really don't you know, buy. When we had the kids at the house, we would you know, buy plenty sure. of stuff. But it's just the two of us and... You know, we're we're such spur of the moment people, right? You know that uh, for me, my life is it lived in. You know, I lived lived my life in fifteen minute increments since I was sixteen years old. Exactly, that's what you do here. Yeah. Um. So when I'm off the air, it's kind of like we're just going to do whatever. Yeah. You know? I got you. It's always last minute, and it's always spur of the moment. Well, so. and and you got to take advantage of those moments with her because she's been so busy with the yeah, doctor stuff. Exactly. So the Wall Street Journal's reporting now that sales at bulk chains like Costco and Sam's Club and BJ's Wholesale and like that, they're up 30% since oh, the I, pandemic started. I totally believe that. Everybody's buying both yeah, now. I believe it. So instead of buying one can of tomato sauce, you're going in and buying a case of mm-hmm. tomato sauce and stuff right. like that. Yeah. And bigger product sizes as well. So instead of buying a 10-ounce, now you're getting the 15, 20, 35. You know, like mm-hmm. you go to Costco, you don't buy a, a little thing of butter or a stick of butter. You have to buy forty-seven sticks of butter. That's true at Costco, yeah. and you have no choice. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm I'm good with all that. Um, appliance companies also have seen a huge change because uh, s- sales of freezers in the United States more than doubled during the pandemic. We're talking about the deep freezers, like right. the chest freezers. Yeah. And then uh, a harsh reality of pandemic shortages made permanent changes to their lives, so people are keeping a little more toilet paper around and uh, stuff of that nature. It makes sense. So you're seeing more and more of that that's right. going on. And instead of running at ATB, people are going to Costco. I drive by the Costco on 35 up in Selma every day. Right. And it's always packed. Right. You know, there's always just a full parking lot, people coming in and out, you know, buying any number of things. Well, you know, we're members of both, which is probably a little over-exuberant and over-extravagant. But what we found was during the – we weren't that way prior to the pandemic, but we found during the pandemic there was stuff that Sam's had that Costco didn't, vice versa, right? So we would go to, to one or the other to get some of this uh, stuff that we were looking to get. But I do remember when – I remember. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm proficient in the English language, that's for sure. I'm members. But when the, uh, when the pandemic started – they were like restricting how many could go in the store. Mm-hmm. I remember standing outside of those places, yeah. just waiting to get in, and people would run. Where would they go? Immediately to toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Haul butt straight to the toilet paper. And no, then when no pun intended. <laughs> no, I intended it. And then, <laughs> oh, I meant that. One. Yeah. Yeah. And then when uh, when Omicron came, same thing. Everybody yeah. went and raided all the toilet paper because they thought they were gonna, that was what Omicron was going to do to you. Lockdown again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So apparently, anyway. that's the only thing we do during a lockdown. Well, so apparently, spend, spend time in the bathroom. Well, <laughs> that's what it would appear. You know, come on. <laughs> you got to eat first. Yeah. Um, and now, another story that's pretty interesting to me this morning, and I don't know why, but it just is. And I finally signed up because I could see what it was about. And it's pretty cool, actually. I spent a couple minutes on it this morning. Rumble offered Joe Rogan $100 million to yeah, come over there. I heard about that. And they wrote a letter to him and said, here's the deal, man. Uh, all, you, all, bring everybody over. Bring all your shows over. There will be no censorship. You don't have to take any – because Spotify – made him take down like 113, 114 shows. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to take down any show. Anything you said is welcome over here on Rumble. It's our chance to save the world. And, yes, this is totally legit. We'll give you $100 million for the next four years. Now, we're getting close to Don Morgan money when you're talking something like that. I understand. Mm-hmm. But uh, Joe Rogan has not commented about whether or not he's going to leave. I, I, I said yesterday, 
Now, he could go out and start his own thing, you know. Yeah, probably. If it ever happens, he's, you don't have to have one of these companies. Somebody with that kind of resource can just do his own JoeRogan.com or whatever, and right. everybody's going to go over there. Yeah. The, the old hippie is now lashing out at people at Spotify, so he's telling them, all the employees, I'm talking about Neil Young, to leave before the company eats your soul. So, you well, well, here's, you know, the thing is, is that the whole Joe Rogan issue is just that one issue. He's never, I've, I've listened to his podcast a handful of times, um, simply because it was there and it was, people were talking about it even, you know, six, nine months ago. Uh, when he started talking about the whole ivermectin thing, um, mm-hmm. so you know I tune in, and that was really the only thing that uh, an outfit like Rumble would be interested in, because the rest of the time it's kind of hard to tell, because he just asks questions. That's it, really. That's all he, he just is. Put, he let me put this out there. Mm-hmm. Here's a situation, you know, which I think is, is is a great take on on what we do. You know, a lot of times it's like you know you have your opinion and. and and Sean has his, and Jack has his, and other people have theirs, and, and he just kind of asks questions about what's going on. And this is what I've done. His show and, is not like what we do in that, you know, what we do is we state our opinion, and then we take right. calls, or we move on to the next yeah. thing, or whatever. Right. He just sits down with somebody and says, T- tell me your story, man. Yeah. And there are people like uh, David Lee Roth who will go on there and just talk for four hours, and Rogan doesn't say a word. Right. He doesn't say anything. He just yeah. sits there and watches the guy talk. Well, because he's you know, as interested in what they have to say as we are. That's it. He know. he wants, and that's all it is. He's interested in the in the world around him, mm-hmm. and that's right. that's been the secret to his success. Yeah. He doesn't like sign on and go. I see this news story like I do. What Jack does, what Sean does, what we're paid to do is right. to see this story and go. This is what I think about this story. Tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do that. He just sits down and he goes. So what's going on? You know yeah. what's what's happening? I, I heard you talking about this, and what's the story on this? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the right. show. Yeah, and that's part of the mastery of the show too, right? right. I was, it's, it's not easy to do, right? You know, I no, mean, because you, it's very you know, hard, very yeah. difficult. Well, you got to be interested in life, yeah, and you got to be interested in things other than yourself, right? And you have to, you know, you have to remove yourself from the equation, basically, right? And let other people tell their story. And sure, he, you know, shared his, you know, what worked for him when he had COVID and whatnot. But that's simply what worked for him. But, but and he never, ever, ever that I can find, and I've looked said this is what you should do no i can't find him saying that no i can't find him saying you should take ivermectin you should take hydroxychloroquine you should do the vitamin c i never heard him say that right anywhere you know when i had it um what worked for me probably wouldn't have worked for him that's right you know he has to talk to his own doctor and take things into into consideration for his you know the way he lives his life and his lifestyle choices and what have you and he's in great shape yeah he works out right. you know every day sure seven days a week yep. so he's in great shape and so i you know th- this whole thing is contrived and made up and i think it's coming from jen psycho and the people in the white house that's my opinion because yeah. they want him gone you've heard me say that, that mm-hmm. for for their own personal reasons the left wants him erased mm-hmm. because he does exactly that he allows and that's the beauty of his format too by the way being on spotify like right now i'm behind on a break right and i have to hit these breaks particularly if it's up on the bottom reasonably close at the top right on at the bottom reasonably close because we have computerized stuff here we have play sheets that are all computerized right so i got to hit this stuff pretty close um he doesn't have to do that (laughs) he can Mm -hmm. sit down and his show can be 10 minutes or 10 hours Mm -hmm. and there's no stopping there's no i got hurry up finish your thought you know i'm I'm constantly thinking hurry up you got to finish your thought because we got another break coming up he doesn't have to do that he can just go whatever talk 
Yeah. And that's exactly what they do. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is at this point he's being forced to pick a side, which shouldn't happen. Right. Um, you know, he, he's just a guy with a show giving everybody a voice, you know, and, and being forced to pick a side. Like someone coming in here and telling me I had to pick a side. Right. I would leave. Honest, yeah. honest to God, yeah, I would you, leave. You can't. You know, and you really can't. I, I didn't get I didn't choose to do news because I wanted to pick a side. Right. You know? Um, and, and the same for him. Yeah, but you have opinions on things, and your opinions come through, and it's great. The way you handle it, the way you do it, I think is perfect. The, the, what, what they're doing with him is criminal, in my view, because they're trying to pigeonhole him into something that he's really not. Right. Uh, and, and if he falls, you know, like I said last week, opinionated media is over with. You know, it's just they, they're going to start chipping away at everybody at this point. Yeah, right. Uh, what, what I do not like that he did was the whole apology thing. Don't apologize. You know, own no. it and move on. Yeah. And, and if you truly feel contrite and sorry about something, say, hey, I'm sorry. And that's it. Yeah. I'm done with that. I already said I'm sorry. I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. But you cannot apologize enough for the cancel cartel. You can't. You can't make them happy. There's well, no way. The, the only way that's going to happen is if you just step away and move on. Okay. And disappear. Now Chris is in my ear. Got to go. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to cancel you. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. God bless America. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. We see eye to eye with our Ukrainian partners in the sense that now is not the time for panic. Well, a Sned Price over at the State Department, but our government, <laughs> they're the only ones talking about war. Ukraine's not talking about war. Russia's not talking about war. Germany is not talking about war, even though Joe Biden tried to wrangle the German chancellor yesterday into saying he's going to back Joe Biden on canceling the pipeline. And what was so ridiculous, and, and Chris played the sound earlier, it's Joe Biden, the president of the U.S., Saying, well, you know, we're we're, we're for sure going to make sure that we uh, we give Europe what they're going to need with oil and gas. Should we have to, if Russia uh, shuts down? Well, that's why I say it's such a dumb move, because we were in that position before. Donald Trump had us positioned to sell oil and gas to Europe, primarily to Germany, and the very first move that Joe Biden made when he became president was cancel that deal and told Russia to go ahead and build that Nord, Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which would allow them to sell to Europe and primarily to Germany. You know, And so now Joe Biden's going back and saying, well, we're going to make sure we're going to get them all the oil and the gas they need. Well, we were already in that position. So this guy screwed up an entire year and screwed up the United States of America. And yes, that little sign that says, I did that. Uh, yeah, he did it. Now, governors in four blue states are planning on getting rid of their mask mandates. We'll talk about this. And in addition of, you can't make this up. Come- it is not a far thought, Wolf, to think that someday some militia shows up somewhere to do something and then some counter militia shows up and truly, at that point, that's Stop how it. you end up in a civil war. Stop it. That's Representative Kensinger, who is a rhino of all rhinos, but whatever, just stop it. Doing the same thing there they're trying to do with uh, Ukraine and Russia. They're they're trying to bring it about. Stop it. Just quit. 607, good morning. It's Trey Ware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. With Don, Chris, and Elaine, and governors in four states now going to end the school mass mandates. These are all blue states. Hmm. I wonder if I might be right that coming up on the State of the Union address, Joe Biden plans on announcing, I whoop COVID. I beat it. I beat COVID. I beat it bad. 
You can take your mask off now. This is Connecticut, Delaware, New Jersey, Oregon, believe it or not. Come amid a growing sense, the virus is never going away, and Americans need to find a way to coexist with it. (laughs) Where have you heard that before? It's never going away. You must learn to live with it. Meanwhile, in Chicago, area high school students staging a walkout after the principal told them, put the mask on or leave, and the students in Chicago said, I'm out. I love it. Fantastic. No, you would have never heard me before say students should walk out of school. But fantastic. Good. We have a school district in San Antonio that's in violation of the state non-mandate order from the governor. And that's Northside Independent School District. Judge Raylene Grichow, this is in Chicago, issued a temporary restraining order against the mask requirement. And a group of high school students in the Chicago area walked out of class yesterday after being told, you got to wear your mask in class. And the students said, no, I don't. The governor said no. And the judge, or the governor said yes. And the judge said, no, you don't have to. Students were given three options yesterday. Put on a mask and attend class, leave school, and have a parent report the absence, or stay in the gym and complete the classwork. And they got up and walked out. There's a guy by the name of Socrates Vela. He told Fox News, he's a uh, veteran, he said, for two years we've been living under mandates. My wife and I did not serve in the Army, so 20 years later, Illinois bureaucrats could strip our children's rights. Amen. Any other folks that have been working in the military and serving our country, that's not what you did it for. You didn't do it so bureaucrats could strip your freedom and liberty from you. Another parent, Kim Bissing, said, proud of students in District 128 today who chose to go against the school's unconstitutional mass mandate. This is, this is so cool. This is a learning opportunity for them to understand how our government works and when the system has failed, and you must speak up and let your voice be heard. Right on, Mama. Ha! That's exactly what they're doing, these truckers up in Canada are doing right now. Meanwhile, over on CNN, the Commie News Network, Their medical expert, Dr. Leanna Wynn, said we need to lift the mask mandates. We need to get it off because when we come back with further orders, people will not be willing to follow the further orders. It has nothing to do with science. It has nothing to do with what they've told us for a long time, that these masks work, and you need to wear the mask so that you're not killing people, Ron. You gotta wear a mask. You're not killing people, says the the mayor of San Antonio. Well, no, that's not what the medical expert over on the Commie News Network says. Says governments need to ease up and allow people to make decisions for themselves. Why? Well, people are more likely to accept restrictions later on that we're coming with that come from us and public health authorities if they're given back some of their liberty and autonomy. Do you see how these folks think? This is how they think. Okay, so we took a lot away. Now we give a little bit back, and the next time we'll take even more away. We're going to come with more restrictions. She went on to say, the government can't keep telling our citizens that this is a five-alarm fire all the time. People are just going to start tuning it out, not paying attention, and then they're going to be desensitized. So... What needs to happen is we need to end the state of emergency and preserve the ability of public health authorities to reinstitute mandates in the future. So they're already thinking about the next thing they're going to institute, uh, mass mandates or mandates on you, whatever. In fact, a, a Democrat in Virginia by the name of Senator Chap Peterson sent a letter off to the governor and to the Fairfax County Public Schools attendant yesterday saying, 
that the masks are just political symbols. And it violates the First Amendment rights of people to have masks put on their faces. Now, I'll say it again because I, I really believe that Joe Biden is going to jump on this and he's going to take credit for you know beating the virus and all that, but that's not what's happening. People are done with this, particularly at the masking phase of it because they realize that masks are detrimental to children. All the research shows that masks are detrimental to children and their development early on. And you guys over at Northside that are in the leadership, you should be ashamed that you are forcing children who are not at risk of getting it or passing it on in a big way. You should be ashamed of forcing them into masks every single day for eight hours a day. You're ruining those children. You're ruining their future. It's exactly what you're doing. By forcing masks on those students and on those teachers over there, you are ruining the future of those children. And, yes, I'm passionate about that. I really am because I feel strongly about this. I feel strongly that Democrats, every time we see a picture of a Democrat elected leader, now, elected servant, every time I see a picture of a Democrat, they don't have a mask on. Everybody else has got it on. It's like Barack Obama building these mansions next to water while telling us the seas and the oceans are rising because of climate change. They're full of it. Capital I-T with an exclamation mark and maybe two or three for good measure. And that's the same thing on these masks, man. They are full of it. And yet they are destroying these children psychologically, behavioral uh, problems, everything else. They're doing trust issues. They're doing it to our children every day by keeping them in a mask. Now, from the can't-make-this-up file, President Biden's Health and Human Services Department is finalizing funding to dole out crack pipes to drug addicts as part of the harm reduction plan, $30 million in taxpayer money, your, ma- your money. And he says it's to make drug use safer, to advance racial equity in America. How do you feel about the federal government using $30 million of your tax money to make drug use safer? Included in the grant is money to purchase safe smoking kits and supplies. This is a spokesperson for Health and Human Services. Included in these kits are pipes for users to smoke substances like crack cocaine and crystal meth. The Health and Human Services Department says we need to make drug use safer in America that the kits will serve to limit the risk of infection. Typically, users smoke out of glass pipes, which can lead to cuts and sores. So it's up to you to make them cut free with your taxpayer dollars. HHS says handing out pipes also intended to prompt users to smoke rather than inject themselves with substances like meth because it's riskier to inject it. So they'd ra- the federal government would rather, the Biden administration would rather that druggies be smoking it than injecting it. So applications for the program get priority if they serve underserved communities such as African-American or Native American or LGBTQ people because it's a justice issue to make it safer for them to use drugs. According to the Biden administration, the crack cocaine epidemic started in the 1980s disproportionately ravaging the black community. And other, quote, harm reduction supplies that could be purchased with the grant money include medication lock boxes for them to put their crack in and syringes. Of course, we all know it's against the law to sell it, to use it, or anything. But 
our government is now going to aid people through the HHS and $30 million to aid people in using crack, smoking crack, smoking methamphetamine, et cetera. How do you feel about that? That's from the can't-make-this-up file. Back in a minute, we'll take your calls, 210-599-5555. Stevens Roofing. Stevens Roofing. You know that winter weather can wreak havoc on your roof. And when you get snow or sleet or freezing rain, the freeze-thaw cycle does all the damage in the world. Our weather last week wreaks havoc on roofs. And as water seeps between those shingles and freezes, it then expands and it looses uh, those shingles and it seeps through the layers of your roof. And the next thing you know, then you got a leak and water damage inside your home. Well, Texas weather doesn't do anything halfway and neither should your roofer. You need a local roofer, a roofer you can trust, and that's Stevens Roofing. Don't wait to see what damage has occurred. Call the professionals at Stevens Roofing today. They're family-owned, they're reputable, they're reliable, and good folks. It's a company that I chose 20 years ago. It's not a time to be able to do it, you know, do it yourself. Uh, call Stevens Roofing today for a free roof inspection at 210-785-0994. Plenty of sunshine today, tomorrow, and Thursday. Highs right around 70. It's the statewide mask mandate as of February 28th. That's Governor Lamont. Several states are doing that. By the way, I'm coming to your phones, but on this story about the drug paraphernalia that the Biden administration is going to hand out, including crack pipes and whatever, uh, syringes and all that, the Justice Department has also said yesterday that they're going to allow safe injection sites to open up across the United States so drug users can use heroin and other uh, narcotics safely and freely in those locations. Robert, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go right ahead, sir. Good morning, Trey. You know, I remember hearing uh, the black community say that the government was supplying drugs to keep the black man down. And I always kind of poo-pooed that, thinking, no, that can't be. Obviously, I think maybe they might have, because look what you say they're starting to do now. Uh, supplying paraphernalia for the, the black community, the minorities, and also what you just now said, uh, just call them what they are, shoot-up centers. And, you know, those are going to be started in the black community also. Right. And it seems like they're going full circle. And maybe they were correct at what I heard, yeah. you know, years ago that they said. It's yeah. Unbelievable. Well, and it wasn't that, and thank you, Robert, I appreciate the call. It wasn't that long ago that they were saying that, as a matter of fact, that they were making that claim just a couple of years ago. But, indeed, that's what they're talking about with $30 million taxpayer dollars. And I'm just curious what you think about them using I mean, most of you are staring at red brake lights right now, and that money is being taken away from you, and now they're going to buy crack pipes for people who are users. Lee, go right ahead. You're on KTSA with Trey. Yeah, Mark, Trey. Uh, just with these guys that go in these uh, and smash and grab guys that go and break these glass cases with a hammer, mm-hmm. is the government going to spend another $30 million by them safety glasses and some gloves? You bet. You bet. And some they, hammers, more hammers when they wear those out. You bet. And also, you got these... You know, they've been giving, you know, uh, free needles to all these drug dealers. I, my wife's a diabetic. I have to buy her. I mean, her insurance don't even pay for sure. I have to buy that myself. That's right. And now you have to buy it for the people who are using drugs illegally. But the thing, the, the thing is, this administration is violating law of this country at the border. You know, they're violating immigration law. Why shouldn't they violate the drug laws? Hey, David, go right ahead. You're on KTSA with Trey. What's up, man? Hey, good morning, Trey. Um, you were talking about Northside Independent School District uh, mandating masks, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, from my understanding, isn't uh, SAISD doing the same thing? Uh, I believe uh, that's my girlfriend. Yes, I believe that's true. I got a report on that. Yeah. At, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, she works over at uh, 
uh, Lanier, and uh, yeah, they have to mask up all the time uh, yeah. there as well. Well, let me say it this way then, David, and, and I think you're right. I think you're right, and thank you for the call, that any school district or any school that is demanding that of the children, you're, you are ruining the future of those children, ruining it. Stop it. Knock it off now. And parents, you ought to demand it. Ernie, go right ahead. You're on KTSA with Trey. Yeah, good morning, uh, Trey. Good show. Uh, listen, I think you're right. Uh, Biden is uh, waiting for something, you know, uh, to uh, take uh, take uh, uh, credit, a deal, yeah, credit, you know. Sure. And uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't trust him. I, I, I'm not giving him up yet, uh, Trey. Uh, he's Irish, you know. <laughs> well, so am I. I gave him up a long time ago, though, Ernie. Thank you very much, Richard. You're on KTSA with Trey. Go ahead. Richard, I, I think you misunderstood. I think you mis- Richard, I think you misunderstood. Richard, Richard, I think you misunderstood what he said. What he said was, and first of all, the Joe Biden. If you got a beef, it's with Joe Biden because he said they're going to serve the underserved communities, African Americans, Native Americans, and LGBTQ people first, because according to the Biden administration. The crack cocaine epidemic started in the 1980s and disproportionately ravaged... Hang on, Richard. Disproportionately ravaged the black community. Joe Biden's administration said that. So that's according to the Biden administration. What the caller said was is that blacks have complained or said before that the government has supplied drugs to them trying to hold them down. And they said it months, just a few months ago. As a matter of fact, leaders were saying that we're making those claims a few months ago. So your gripe is not no, with the caller that's or with me. That's all you do. Richard, what oh, did you, you Richard? Are you, are you going to listen, Richard? Oh, I am listening. Are no, you you're not. Okay, have a good drive, Richard. Julianne, go right ahead. You're on KTSA. No, I just wanted to comment about the Biden and his crack pipe deals. Uh-huh. Uh, first off, all colors are affected by drugs. I agree. The number one thing is the border is supplying so much drugs to America, to all our inner cities for so many years now. It's not only destroyed the black communities where it started, where they're poor from the beginning, but also all colors. I agree. And another thing is, too, why have they been starting all these abortion clinics in the poor communities as well? And the yeah. color, that's where you see a lot of abortion clinics. So they're trying to destroy not only colored people, but they're also now trying to invade in giving that word drugs in their communities. That's pretty disrespectful. Well, I think, and uh, appreciate your call, I think what the story is is uh, absolutely they have uh, cost us the sovereignty of our country by collapsing our border, by not following immigration laws, and now we have the problem of 1,066% increase of fentanyl with fentanyl poisoning coming directly across the southern border just a few hours from right here. And that's a phenomenally huge issue. So this administration is doing all kinds of things. From, from the people that George Soros has put in DA positions around the country to now this kind of action that they are taking, they have brought crime and drug abuse and drug use, which brings more crime. If you're, if you're aiding them with crack pipes, well, they got to get the crack. Where are they going to get that? they got to go out and commit crimes to get the crack. 
using the government-supplied crack pipes and syringes, and that drives up crime. They're doing everything within their power and more to drive up crime, and we, the law-abiding citizens, are the victims. We're the victims of the crime that the Biden administration is driving up. Okay. Uh, coming right back, more of your call. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 637, Trey Ware, KTSA 210-599-5555 with Elaine, Chris, Don. Don. My musical brother from another mother. I think they're both wrong. You think they're both wrong? Pearl Jam and Motley Crue. See, uh, I'm, 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 of the, I'm of a different school of thought. I think they're both correct. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah okay. they're both correct. They yeah. both suck. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> let me just cut to it. I think they're both wrong in in in, in their approach to music is is what I meant because I think they both suck. Um, first of all, Motley Crue was tried to be a Kiss ripoff with the fate face paint, the mm-hmm. long hair, and all that. Right. Vince Neil's a horrible singer. If you've ever heard him without. Uh, w- without computers, try to sing. I-, I heard him in Vegas one time, like on the uh, Fremont Street, and he was on a stage. He's horrible. He can't stay on key. He he can't follow. He has no rhythm, none. So he can't follow a beat. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Six, or uh, uh, he he was always on heroin and you know out of his mind. So he he never, you know, he was not a, a decent bass player, and it was all show. He had the, you know, the grinder and all that crap going. It all had to be all that show to it. Uh, Tommy, Tommy's just Tommy. You know, Tommy's like that druggie in school, the head in school that was always in the hallway. (laughs) Stoner. You know, he's like the, he's like Sean Penn. You know, he's just a stoner. That leaves a guitar player who was the, in my opinion, the only halfway decent musician in the band. Mick Mars is a guitar shredder. He really is. That boy can play. And it was horrible that Mick went through the back and neck issue that he went through. Right. Because it destroyed his career. Yeah. It was over when that happened to Mick. Yeah. But Mick is a shredder. And yep. he was it as far as that band was concerned, mm-hmm. and he was the only thing they had. The rest of it was just show and bullcrap, you know. Yeah. I never, I've never been a fan either. No, no. But uh, however, I do have to. My my wife is a fan of Molly. Molly Crew. Well, yeah, so and, and so to each his own, right? I'm just and telling she, you what you know, I think. Hey, she has a great time, you know, enjoying their music go. or whatever. Well, I, I don't I, mean to step on people's toes. I, no, you know, the whole thing is, what do you think? And this is what I think. Yeah. I think they suck. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Same thing with Pearl Jam. And I always thought, and I always thought the biggest problem with them with with motley crew was the singer um yeah oh vance just, is horrible he just screams through his nose basically. he's just terrible but i i my wife loves them and so when they're here later this year you with, gotta go uh, yeah i already bought the tickets so. well i understand that, thanks chris it was it's them uh def leopard joan jet and poison yeah, see, so you no. know, two out of four ain't yeah. bad. I'll go see. I like Joan Jett and Def Leppard, but the other two, I don't. Yeah. I, I'm not that much into Def Leppard, uh, but Joan Jett, yeah, yeah all, I would walk all across the, the street all to day see. long. Right? You bet, yeah. you bet. Um, now, as far as Pearl Jam is concerned, I don't like. I do not like guys who sing with affected voices. There are a bunch of guys in country that do that right now because mm-hmm. they put on that country thing and all that. And they, it's not real. Yeah. And they, anybody who sings a rock record with an affected voice, I can't. Not into it. And Eddie Vedder's an affected singer. Mm-hmm. That's not his real voice. He affects his voice to sing. And plus, musically, I just don't think they're all that great. Yeah, I, I never, just don't. Never care for them either. Um, Seven million dollars for a thirty-second TV ad on the Super Bowl this year. It's the highest that they've ever gotten. And if it keeps going up, 
the only person who can be able to afford a Super Bowl ad will be Joe Rogan. So uh, <laughs> we'll get Joe Rogan ads yeah, on the Super Bowl. It'll just be Joe Rogan and Elon Musk all Super Bowl long. <laughs> and Tom Brady's just messing with you, man. That's yeah. all he's doing no, right I, now. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, he, you could read a lot into his comments about how, you know, I may not feel the same in six months. But, right. You know, I, I, I can't see that happening. No. Although there are a lot of, you know, because first of all, he's still tied to a two-year contract with the Bucks. You know, they have yet to release him from that. So um, we'll see what happens there. He's, you know, he's giving up a lot of money well, to walk away from it now. Well, that's true. And if anything, you know, he'd be, what, 46? uh teetering on 47 after the two-year deal is up right. and i understand trying to get away from that crazy guy bruce aarons but uh that's not what he I, I i don't believe that's what he's doing here i think giselle looked at him and said honey that's enough it's, it's, we're done it's, uh, yeah it's over and so that's the biggest hurdle that he'll have to overcome and like i said the day he announced his retirement maybe she'll kick him out of the house and he has to go back to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right i've done had enough yeah, of you okay. around the house it seems like a good idea at the time <laughs> get back to work boy even the dog's tired of you so. <laughs> mama needs a new pair of shoes and a gucci bag right all right uh west bunch is joining us next for uh, from bridgehead it for tech tuesday that's coming up next so arthritis relief arthritis relief is possible do you hurt do you crack do you pop when you walk okay you don't have to anymore there is relief that is available. The only thing we got to find out is if you're a candidate because they have proven that their systems at arthritis relief centers work. Now, what's happening right now inside your knee, if you have arthritis of the knee, is the cartilage is breaking down. They can go in there with a gel injection, and that re- totally does a great job. You don't have to do surgery and the replacements and all those other things. You don't have to do that because at arthritis relief centers, they got this gel injection that's FDA-approved, effective, non-surgical option for people who are having painful joint pain, pain, pain. And, man, when the weather changes like it does here or just basic everyday living, getting up and down off the couch, out of the booth at the restaurant, in and out of the truck. Arthritis Relief Center's treatments are supported by medical research and covered by most insurance companies. So get a free no-obligation screening by calling them at 210-944-4902 and tell them Trey Ware sent you. That's Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio, 210-944. is buying video game studio Bungie. Yeah, for billions. So let's go to West Bunch from Bridgehead IT. For Tech Tuesday, he's joining us on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Wes, good morning, man. Well, good morning, Trey. Um, you know, welcome uh, to one of the most important conversations of our lifetime, in my opinion. And I agree. You know, that's about being human in the age of artificial intelligence. It's uh, something that we all need to start thinking about now. I mean, it's it's already impacting jobs, healthcare, weapons, the financial markets, energy, and transportation, just to name a few. And, and as I've mentioned before, it's a, it's a conversation that warrants a deeper discussion than we have time for today. But, you know, I wanted to go over three common myths uh, that are AI-related that I hear a lot out there and just kind of speak to them for a few minutes. You bet. Um, yeah, just jumping into the first one I hear often is, you know, oh, you know, AI can't control humans. You know, we, we'll just turn it off if it starts to do that. Well, when we think about what AI means, it's the uh, it's the non biological ability to solve comp- complex problems, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, intelligence enables control, right? We we control tigers by being smarter than them, not by being stronger. So when you think about an AI system that learns and teaches itself how to become smarter and it can you know double its intelligence in a matter of days, that's also connected to the energy and mass transportation grid, it doesn't take a wild imagination to see how it could get out of hand really quickly if we're not careful, right? 
Another another thing is is that I, I hear kind of this mythical worry of you know AI turning evil or AI turning conscious. Um, you know, I, I think that's too black and white. I think the real worry is is AI turning competent with goals that are misaligned with ours, right? And, and I'll give you a mm-hmm. simple example. <laughs> you know, like I, when I think about ants, like the bug, you know, and ants. I don't hate ants. Like you know, I don't I don't walk around squishing every ant that I see and stepping on all of them. However, a couple months ago I was gardening a while back. And, and there was this ant bed in my garden, and it was right where I wanted to plant this plant. And so I simply just got a shovel and some organic pesticide, and I blew the ant pile away, right? It was simply in my way. You know, we want to avoid being the ant. Uh, that's that's yeah. relative to AI, right? Right. It's it's not hard when these things are connected to weapons and, and and things like that. And and then thirdly, you know, only technophobic people are worried about AI. That's another myth that I hear all the time. And and the truth is, is that many top AI researchers are deeply concerned that we're not putting enough effort into AI safety research. There are so many challenges out there relative to AI. Some people believe that, that that's a short-term priority, and others believe, believe that that's a long-term priority. Um, and it's a highly controversial topic, and, and there's been so many out-of-context quotes out there in the media that, you know, you, you either have the imminent doom, people that think robots are going to rise up tomorrow and kill us all, or you have the folks that are just so excited about what AI can do, solving all the difficult problems for us, like curing cancer and, you know, doing doing these jobs for us that nobody wants to do. But, you know, what, what I'm concerned about is, is, is kind of getting ahead of ourselves. You know, we invented cars, right? And then we started crashing them. And then we realized, man, we need seatbelts now. Now we need airbags. And, and so, um, you know, again, it warrants a deeper dis- discussion. But as AI progress continues, um, you know, and, and long before we think it's it's going to release human level skills. Uh, it, it's just going to present a lot of fascinating opportunities and challenges for us yeah. involving things like laws and weapons and jobs, just to name a few. And now's the time to start the conversations, right? It's, it's, it's never too early. Um, you know, it, it, it can get out of hand very quickly if we don't really start to think about these things and people don't realize how far along this technology is in one sense and then how far behind it is in others. So time to start the conversation is the, is the, is the theme for today. Yeah, no question. And, and I- I think that you and I could actually do, and we will in the near future, do a longer formatted program on this because I, this is what's going to affect us, and we need to have, as as Elon Musk said, and I'm not afraid of it at all. I'm right in the middle. I'm one of those guys that says, I like the idea of it coming, but we need to make sure that you know your analogy of the ants is really important. Uh, so like even Elon has said, you better find a way to manage this or it's going to manage you. And he's right about that. And he's the guy that's going to start implanting Neuralink in people this year that has the potential of Neuralink is just amazing when you sit back and think about it, but also the potential for darkness and bad that could come out of Neuralink is also there. So, And mankind, for whatever reason, typically has somebody come, come along every hundred years who will turn good technology into bad, right? So you've got to figure out how you do that. I, I was most impressed, in, in, and I don't mean in a positive way, although it was a good movie, I was it, it, it made an impression on me when I saw Space Odyssey as a little bitty boy because I saw what this technology and what technology could do if it ever had its free reign on humanity, kick you out into space and you go floating away. <laughs> Just That yeah. made a huge impression yeah. on me. And one thing that my wife and I had a long conversation about this the other day. 
uh, we had a long conversation about facial recognition technology. Right now, we get off of a cruise ship, as an example, and you don't have to pull out your passport anymore and show it to a guy in a suit. You walk by something that says, yes, you're allowed to come in the country, and all it is is just recognizing your face. Um, so, you know, they're working on this metaverse thing. Uh, the good has to be balanced with the bad on facial recognition because, again, the bad guys can use facial recognition in a very detrimental way, but it can also be used in a positive way, particularly once we continue to head toward this this metaverse because with deep fakes and with uh, ID theft being what it is, people can be made to commit crimes in this metaverse, in this fake, phony world that our... Grand, great grandkids are going to live in and you've got to have a way to prove that that wasn't you that was a digital copy of you and uh so facial recognition and all these other things that are coming about are going to be a way one way to deal with that but i think that's going to your identity versus your real identity that you have right now in your dna versus your digital identity you're going to have two ids going forward i think eventually yeah, well, you, you take a deep mind AI program that knows nothing about the game of chess, and you realize that in two days it can learn how to beat one of the greatest chess masters in the world. You can see how it can affect you in the real world, not just the metaverse as well, too. Yeah, so, well, and yeah. so these, these uh, you know, we led into this with these uh, companies, these huge data companies like Google, ABC and um, and uh, and the others now Microsoft paying billions of dollars for these games. Well, there's one reason for that, and that is these games are going to be huge in the metaverse and and in the fake. What I see is I call it a fake world because I don't know what else to call it right now. It's going to be a world of our own making, and you're going to be able to step the hologram on on uh, the holodeck on Star Trek, and you're going to be able to step into that. And these companies know that, and they're buying off on that with billions of dollars right now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's amazing how many how much money the consumer is already spending on mm-hmm. this right now. It's it's we're there. I mean, we are, and and uh, it's a world that we will make. And indeed, you you hit the nail on the head there for sure. Absolutely fascinating. And Wes, we will do a longer formatted program on this soon. Thank you for all you do. I appreciate your time. Looking forward to it. Have a good day, Trey. You too. Wes Bunch over at Bridgehead IT for all of your IT issues, not just AI. I'm talking about anything that has anything to do with, with IT. You can reach out to them at 210-477-7999, and I love this segment. I'm kind of a geek for that kind of thing anyway. I always like thinking about the future, talking about the future, reading about the future and where we're going. And it's so interesting when you look back at the guys who were predicting the future back then, and they hit it pretty well. They had a pretty good track record of where we would be today. And they were saying the same things 100 years ago that Wes and I just went through when they were talking about the technology that we're living with today, like cell phones, computerized robots uh, working in in, uh, in surgical centers across the country, et cetera. Okay, it's Ware and Ryman coming up next. Sean's still out. I got a little update on him that his wife posted last night on Facebook. So we're going to go into that after the top of the hour news with Captain Don Morgan. And then what's going on with the truckers in Ottawa? I've got stories about that. And the face mask story uh, blew up overnight as well. So we'll cover that. And plenty of time for your phone calls coming up. KTSA.